I'm Jesse Thorne. Why did Cola Scola write a bonkers, extremely fictionalized play about Mary Todd Lincoln? Well, you know, it was 2020 and we were all so isolated. I, I just started doing research, on, but the truth is, I, no, I just thought of it. We'll talk about that and more on Bullseye from MaximumFun.org and NPR. For many, maybe most Argentines, this World Cup was a supernatural affair. For us, soccer is a religion. And what is religion without its rituals? Yes, the World Cup was won by a group of talented young players, but behind them, there were legions. Massive amounts of fan rituals, prayers, and sorcery. Brujerías, gualichos, limpiezas, cabalas. Did it work? Like my grandmother used to say, I have no proof, but I also have no doubt. Pictures of soccer legend Diego Maradona surrounded by candles and offerings, food, alcohol, even cigarettes for his spirit to enjoy. Herbs were burnt. Requests for our folk saints flooded in. El Gauchito Gil, an Argentine cowboy-turned-popular saint. La Difunta Correa, an Argentine woman who died while attempting to cross a desert. Their shrines were filled with requests. Bring us a victory. Bring us the cup. Help guide our boys' feet. The phrase anulo mufa became a constant. In local slang, it means something like I hex your hex, or I cancel your curse. I also became entangled in the frantic magic. I lit candles. I listened to certain folk songs on repeat. I walked in the rain as sacrifice, although I admit I was on my way to get a cheeseburger. My friend Sean flew into New York all the way from California just to watch the game with me. Sean! Sean! When we met, I was fully decked in my amulets and charms. And I had some for him to put on, too. I got you an Argentina jersey. You have to put it on immediately. We have to close any bad luck vortexes that might be opening. I was wearing my repugnant good luck green socks, an old rosary that an ex gave me, la camiseta del equipo de mi viejo, my dad's local team shirt, Racing Club de Avellaneda. Some of these rituals, me and my friend made up as we got closer to the final. Only we understood their logic. It was like a private religion we shared. We always have to go to a different bar with the same people, and I have to be wearing the same things. We can't do anything differently, mm-hmm. because anything that is done differently will affect the course of events. This is in part what Argentines would call cabalas, obsessive good luck rituals and mystic behaviors. The idea is often to replicate the universe in which a game was won. So in Buenos Aires, for example, right before this one game, fans dedicated a chant to this one neighborhood grandma. It was captured on TNT Sports. Argentina won that game. So fans kept going to that street corner and kept singing for grandma before every game. As this podcast, The Last Cup, became more popular, I did a lot of interviews with U.S. media outlets. Inevitably, the question would pop up, 
Do you think Americans will ever get obsessed with soccer? As I'd walk through the streets of my neighborhood in New York, which is largely Latinos and immigrants from Latin America, hearing the screams of ecstasy and disappointment, that question seemed ludicrous. Everyone in my world was watching. To be an immigrant seems like a magic trick of its own. You're everywhere, and yet you're unseen. In the days leading up to the final, I began having strange, vivid dreams in which I was back home in Argentina. I was sitting in my grandmother's living room. I swear, it was like I was there. I could feel the breeze coming in through the curtains, the smell of her pleather sofa, the floor wax, the burnt matches in the kitchen, the aroma of French bread and my grandfather's wine. I strained to hear her singing in the kitchen or his shuffling, his abuelo-style walk. But in my heart, I knew this house was empty. It was just me now. I woke up very early for the final against France. I checked my phone. I had messages from friends from Peru, Mexico, Colombia, Brazil. As I made café, I got a WhatsApp message from my friend Fernanda, one of the journalists who works on this show. Soñé así super clarito que nos íbamos a tiempo extras, llegábamos a penales y Argentina ganaba. Listen to me, she said. I dreamt it so clearly last night. We go to penalties, and Argentina wins. Hola, Lu. Hola, mi amor. ¿Cómo estás? Buen día. Buen día. My friend Lu, a recent Brazilian immigrant, had gotten a bad cold a few days earlier. But she crawled out of bed and made it to my house on her last breath just to give me her good luck pony. Point her in the direction of the screen, she croaked like a dying Don Corleone. As soon as we got to the bar, we sat that pony in front of the screen, bought it a drink, and placed a cigarette at its hooves. Argentina hasn't always had the warmest relationship with the rest of Latin America. But there's no doubt the love of Messi brought us together on Sunday. At least in my world, it felt like this beautiful, diasporic push to bring a World Cup back to Latin America after 20 years of Europe taking it. At the bar, I held hands with a Colombian man I've never met. A Mexican woman joined me in squeezing the good luck pony. On my WhatsApp, the mantra spread through like a spell. Anulo Mufa. Anulo Mufa. Anulo Mufa. I annul this bad luck. Me voy a morir. Soy me muero de un infarto. I just, I'm going to keel over and die today. As things got desperate for the Argentina team, a friend at the bar begged me to sit somewhere else, try to alter the course of events. We were battling against time and physics. We were levitating in the air. We were attempting to bend reality. I have no proof, but I also have no doubts. 
but we headed to penalties, and I suspected everything was lost. I walked out of the bar and sat on the curb. I can't live like this, I told a friend. One Argentine comedian tweeted, protect the goal, South American witches. I called a friend of mine in Buenos Aires who works in this profession. Do something, Josi, I implored. Se terminaron. Se, se, se murieron. Entonces estábamos tipo, no tenemos velas, no tenemos velas. I'm doing my best here. We ran out of candles. We were giving Diego Maradona offerings, beer, things he liked. My friend Marlon Bishop, who is one of the executive producers of this podcast, stood in the doorway, eyes on the screen, and narrated every penalty kick to me. Okay, Messi got it. Messi got it. Messi got it? Okay. By the way, he's done this several times during this World Cup. It's become a ritual of its own. What happened? He saved it! He saved it! He He saved What happened? Divo danced? Divo did a little dance. How much longer? As I stood there, in a state of impending doom. What's happening? I finally understood the strange dreams about home, which I'd been having lately. Those of us who left, we may never get to go back home. Even if we do, we may find it unrecognizable. It's in our rituals and in the community we perform them with that we can get something close to a return. Our ceremonies are our home. I called my dad. He was crying. I've only seen my dad cry like two times in my life. Once was because of a Kevin Costner movie. Hola. Papá, somos campeones del mundo. Sí, hija, sí. Somos campeones del mundo. After our very last episode, a lot of listeners wrote in asking for a follow-up. But we wanted to let Lionel Messi write the ending himself. And he wrote a more beautiful, dramatic finale than we could ever have come up with. Alongside Team Añoranza, the yearning, a team of players who mostly live abroad and dream of going back home one day, They won the World Cup. They played beautifully. They are heading home as I speak to parade through the streets of Argentina, hometown heroes. And the rest of us, the ones who are still living in La Ñoranza, in the longing, after the game, a bunch of us headed over to Times Square, which had been engulfed by a sea of ecstatic Argentina fans, singing a song which had been stuck in my head like an incantation. Boys, we got hopeful again. In the crowd, a Venezuelan couple hugged me. An Argentine immigrant sobbed on my shoulder. No te lo sé decir con palabras. Argentina se lo merece y Argentina se merece una alegría. Nos hace falta, la necesitamos. We need some happiness, he said. Something has to go right for us sometime. A very tall Honduran guy wearing an Argentina jersey offered to shield me from the freezing wind. Y la gente dudaba de él que necesitaba un mundial para ser el mejor de la historia, pero no es así. 
Messi desde antes de, del Mundial ya, ya lo Until era. Until no one believed in Messi, but he did. Some Americans walked by and asked, what's this about? And we laughed. We won the cup, Papa. A dude responded. I marveled at these two worlds coexisting, so oblivious to one another. Look, I know it's just soccer. I'm a news reporter. I know about all the other things going on in the world. In a few days, my country, Argentina, will return to a world of 90% inflation and political unrest. Europe will go back to buying up all of our best players. And the diaspora that danced in Times Square all evening will go back to its gray New York winters, to the longing, to la añoranza. But on a sunny Sunday afternoon in December, we got to say what we rarely get to say in our everyday lives. Anulo mufa. I hex your hex. I cancel your curse. We will make it. I have no proof, but I also have no doubts. I'm Jasmine Garst, and this was The Last Cup. NPR's throughline. We cannot function for 24 hours without COBOL because it's in our smartphone, our tablet, our laptop. And as a consequence, the lives of the people living in that part of the Congo descended into just a catastrophe. Find NPR's throughline wherever you get your podcasts. Summer is for going to the movie theater because it's too hot to stay home. It's for driving with the windows down, listening to your favorite music. It's for stretching out while you're on vacation to gobble up a TV show. For a guide to some of the TV, movies, and music we are most excited about this summer, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. There are a lot of issues on voters' minds right now. Six big ones could help decide the election. Guns, reproductive rights, immigration, the economy, health care, and the wars overseas. On the Consider This podcast from NPR, we will unpack the debates on these issues and what's at stake. You can listen to NPR's Consider This wherever you get your podcasts.